the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to episode 13. Today, I am just going to give you an overview quickly of what I believe is also foundational. Now, all of these foundational first episodes I'm talking about, not necessarily all in a specific order. Although the first couple, maybe. The rest of them, these are just the top things that you need to grasp in order to get a hold of your life and your health. Today, we're talking about food, your diet. So in succession, for all the things to be healthy, it starts with what you're putting into your face. Yeah, it is that important. Many people don't actually really think about their food. They just buy it, consume it, move on. And then when they don't feel well, they say, oh, maybe I should worry about what I'm eating. Or you get old enough where you're eating and stuffing into your face makes you feel bad. You're not thriving anymore. Well, let's get into some of this. I am not telling you, first off, I'm not telling you that you should do any one of these. I am just simply stating thoughts about these types of eating plans, okay? Understand that if you want to believe or eat a certain way and you are convinced that, go for it. I think personally, most people should try certain ways of eating, what works best for you. Even better would be to muscle test foods on yourself. Or, at minimum, at least go to an allergist and get tested for allergies so you know what food groups you should not be eating. Because some of those foods you think are okay, but they're damaging you so slightly over time that you don't even know it. So why not find those out? I know it would suck to find out that you're allergic to rice. Well, you know, rice and strawberries are in the same group. So that would be terrible to find out you can't have strawberries and that's your favorite food. Well, that would mean rice is not good for you either. You should find out what works for you and what works against you. Dieting is a problem. It's a problem for everybody. A diet as a food plan is not a problem. You see, there are, it's different. Dieting is considered going on a diet to lose weight. When a diet plan or an eating plan or ways of eating has nothing to do with losing weight. It's just being healthy on what foods you decided are best for you. So I'm going to use the word diet for the rest of this episode. Okay. You've all heard of, wow, a thousand different diets. And They all have pretty cool aspects. Uh, Most of them all basically do the same thing. They try to eliminate things that are generally bad and increase things that are generally good in one way or another. Well, not everybody's the same. Not everybody comes from the same place on the planet. Anthropologically speaking, you should be eating more closely to what you were a thousand years ago in your family. Now, it's almost impossible to do that, but at least if you can somewhat do that, you're going to be better off. If you go back to the beginning of humans, in whatever philosophy you want to believe in, it's generally thought of that foods are unprocessed, much more natural, a lot of meat. We think we were farming. We weren't really farming. 
didn't know how to do it, and it was way too hard. It's easier to kill an animal. But anthropologically speaking, it might not be the best food program for you if it goes against your natural DNA information. For example, we all think that tomatoes, well, most people think that tomatoes came from Italy. Like we immediately associate Italians with tomatoes. Well, it's not where it came from. It came from South America. When they got those tomatoes in probably trade, they watched them for 200 years. What do animals do? What part of the tomato do they eat? Do they eat the leaves? All this kind of thing. Only to find out that animals did not eat the seeds or the skin. That it was the flesh. And why? Well, because the skins and the seeds contain lectins. They're very unhealthy for you. They're also grow at night. So they're nightshades. If you are susceptible to nightshade vegetables, not a good idea. The Italians watched tomatoes for 200 years before they started consuming them. And then they started consuming the areas of the tomato that are the least problematic. Think about corn. Asian people didn't have corn until recently. Probably not a good food for them. Well, if you're in the UK, Ireland, potatoes are fine. You do really well with potatoes. By the way, Ireland and Scotland have some of the best fish in the world. Some of the highest ranked restaurants buy their fish and seafood from Ireland and Scotland. Generally speaking, diets are good for some, not so good for others. I think the general consensus is eat as healthy as you can afford. Healthy and what you might want to think about. So first, let's go to the very basic diet. I mean right down to the bone. That is a carnivore diet specifically. It's been nicknamed recently the lion diet. And that is just beef, salt, and water. That's it. Some people call it an elimination diet. Whatever you want to call it doesn't matter. I think it's just food, and I hate labeling just about everything. I think that if you want to at least go to the basic just to figure out from there what you should eat and what you shouldn't, it's a great place to do it. Elimination diets can be pretty awesome, especially if you have a lot of conditions that you want to repair. Once you get rid of those focal up infections and you can stabilize, then next would be the diet. So if you start with just beef, which is a ruminant animal, but chews its cud, meaning that it has multiple stomachs and ferments the, the food that it's eating, whatever that food is, grass, leaves, oats, whatever, uh, and produces in its body all these vitamins and nutrients for us. We don't have to do it, and they do it better than we do it because they have multiple stomachs and ferment food inside their body. Fermentation, as you know, is a great way to increase nutrient profile in just about anything. Everything your body needs out of beef, deer, lamb, buffalo, elk, these kinds of animals. Next up from that would be a just general carnivore diet, and that consists of anything that comes from an animal, minus honey. So it's no sugar at all, no plants of any kind. Some people believe it's okay to use spices and herbs and things like that. Well, if it works for you and you can digest them and doesn't cause any issues, great, go for it. Some of those can be healthy, 
Sometimes you won't really need those things anymore. It depends on, I think, the quality of the, of the food you're consuming. Sometimes it doesn't need anything other than salt. There's a lot of anti-nutrients in those spices and herbs and flavorings. The one great thing about carnivore diet takes away the anti-nutrients and it is the least antagonistic to the body, which means the lowest amount of inflammation. Yes, eating vegetation will increase inflammation in your body for most people, pretty much everybody. Carnivore diets are the least inflammatory. Now, I'll give you a caveat to that, and that is egg whites can be problematic to some people. Dairy can be problematic to some people. Once you go to a base, like an elimination situation of just beef, for example, and then you add back things like egg yolk, okay, I'm good, or then you now after that do egg whites and you go, okay, I'm good, then you're good. You don't have to worry about it. But if you eat those things and you start seeing inflammation or pain or something, then obviously not yet, but not right now. Once you get down to a base diet, which you should run for at least a month to six weeks. Then you can start adding these things back. Dairy, same thing. Not always the lactose or the whey, which you're allergic to. Could be the could be both of them together. Some people can do the heavy cream, but can't do milk. Some people can do milk, but can't do heavy cream. Well, they both have the protein in there, so wouldn't be the protein. Neither of them have all the lactose. May not be that. Dairy's weird. Dairy's got a lot of things in there that you wouldn't know are in there. Like I was saying before, it actually has a form of morphine. It becomes very addictive. That's why people love their cheese. If you're sensitive to those kind of foods on a carnivore diet, then take those out for right now. And then later you can add them back a little bit and see what happens. If you're fine later, then you're fine. Now you've got the inflammation down. You've adapted to only animal foods. No fiber at this point and you've kind of just settled things down, you've, you've sort of found your, your lowest point homeostasis. I believe the carnivore diet is the healthiest diet there is, bar none. But we will go into now a what everybody associates with is a keto diet. Keto just means whenever you're burning ketones as your primary fuel source. So it doesn't matter if you're a lion, carnivore, keto, which is meat, what everybody considers keto is a meat and vegetation. And then you get up into paleo and then we're going to go beyond that. Let's just call it a keto diet because that's what everybody thinks of. At least you're getting rid of the carbohydrates. So first right there, it makes a keto diet much healthier for you. You do not, under any circumstances, there's no process in your body that you need to add carbohydrates into your body. Carbohydrates are not just the sugar, it's also carbohydrates are considered the fiber. There's lots of different types of fiber. Very, very tiny to very large fibers. Soluble, insoluble, it's amazing. But it's not just sugar, it's also fiber. Well, I think that fiber is not good for the human body. But if you're going to do a keto diet and you want fiber and it is good for your body, then you want to pick foods with the best types of fiber. And what I believe is a balance of both soluble and insoluble. That is up to you to search soluble, insoluble, fibrous foods to find out what foods you like to eat that are low in sugar because it's a carbohydrate, is a keto diet, and then eat those. By the way, probably the cleanest vegetable that you can eat is the flesh only 
of cucumbers. No seeds, no skin. Seeds and skin are full of lectins on every vegetable and are not healthy at all whatsoever. I know you've heard, oh, you should eat the skin of potatoes and you should eat the skin. Nope, it's not true. The reality is there are things in plants that are not healthy. Just because it's a plant and it looks like it would be healthy, it's not. Remember, 99% of the plants will kill you if you eat them. You will die. So not everything in a vegetable or lettuce or something is good for you. A ketogenic diet should be as clean as you can make it. The lowest amount of carbs that you can consume on that diet. And then you want to stick with that for at least three months to see what, see how you respond to it. By the way, any of these eating programs, you can add or take away foods for a duration of time to see if you do well with that or worse. Sometimes just by thinking, hey, you know what? It just seems like I probably shouldn't eat this food. I just have this feeling about it. Well, pull it out for a couple of weeks. You can do that any time in your life. It's up to you to figure out what the heck you should be eating. You're putting food into your body. You're paying for that food or growing it. It's a lot of effort. And you should know what that food's doing for you because you're bringing this food into your body. Your body's breaking it down. It's pulling everything that it needs out of it and getting rid of everything it doesn't want. That's a huge process, tons of energy, not only in money to be able to make or buy the food, but your body's expending energy on this. So what are you putting in your body? Obviously, Doritos are not healthy. We all know this. And then you look at a tomato and you go, well, tomato's going to be healthier. It is. Kinda. <laughs> you have to know how to eat that tomato, but maybe it's not good for you. And if you eat that tomato, your joints hurt like crazy. But when you eat the Doritos, they don't. You've got to figure out what works and doesn't in your body. The next one above keto would be a paleo style. If you don't know what that is, you're basically eating whole foods, things that you would have eaten if, let's say, we were Neanderthals or couldn't grow anything. We just found whatever in nature and ate it. So that would include things like you know, all the vegetables, even carbohydrate-based vegetables. And a lot of those paleo foods in the vegetation side can be problematic for a lot of people, highly inflammatory, like the nightshade vegetables. You need to make sure that if you're going to add those carbohydrates from a sweet potato, that it actually is good for you. Just because you think it's good for you and it looks like it would be good for you and people told you it was good for you doesn't mean it's good for you. When you're on these paleo-type diets, fiber is going to be high. Remember, if you're going to eat a sweet potato, that is a lot more fiber than a potato. Peppers of all kinds, they're going to have an effect on the body for you, whatever that is. You need to be careful. Paleo sometimes will allow you to have things like plantains or a banana, maybe an apple. Well, I know those all seem like they would be good for you, but sugar is just not good for you or your liver or any area of your body. But if you're going to do it, I would say you got to go organic for sure. And you want to do as much heirloom as possible. If you get into some of the heirloom fruits, you'll find that they're not as sweet as the normal, let's say, apples that you buy and harder to chew. So the apples that you know of now have been genetically modified. Same with even bananas and things like these. 
you know, I think it was the 50s when bananas changed. Previous to the 50s, bananas tasted differently, which is why when you eat banana-flavored things, they don't taste like normal bananas because that banana flavor was designed before we changed our bananas. But bananas that are really sweet, uh, most fruit was never meant to be this sweet. We've made it sweeter. We've made this type of fruit we have in the grocery stores uh, sweeter. You don't need to eat that much sugar in a lot of those. Even if you just say, all right, I'm going to do paleo and I'm okay with a little bit of fruit, maybe even the veg that has carbohydrates. Well, do you need that whole sweet potato? Maybe just cut it in half. Or, you know, maybe just do a plantain instead of a banana or half a banana. Buy apples that are not super sweet. The next way would be, let's call it no-fat, low-fat diets. No-fat, low-fat diets, in my opinion, and we will have a full podcast episode in the future with this, and pretty soon, too. It might even be in the next couple couple casts. It might even be in the next couple episodes. But low-fat, no-fat diets are really the unhealthiest that there is. I discussed a little bit before with fat keeps you alive and cholesterol makes you healthy. So right there, going a low-fat, no-fat diet, you will age yourself, you will feel terrible, you will have overinflammation, you have no energy, you will basically be slightly sick all the time. The other one would be a super high fat diet, super high carbs, moderate protein. Because some researchers have said protein, you don't want a lot of it, and you want to keep a lot of carbohydrates, so you keep your fiber high and, and all this, and you want to keep fat high and and it's just too much sugar, low fat, medium protein is just a, a recipe of death. I don't want you doing that. I don't think anybody should do that. If you have a hard time digesting protein, that's a different story. We'll be careful what you're eating. And then we can always take supplements to help you with that digestion. And then the last basic diet program or eating plan is the standard diet. The one that most of the world, that's first world, even into the second world, eats on a regular basis. And that's just literally eating everything. The so-called balanced diet. I don't know why everybody assumes it's a balanced diet. Because if you look at the advice, it's not balanced at all. They tell you, eat a lot of this and not a lot of this. And then there's all this stuff in the middle. That's not balanced. And who said that you should be putting three different things on your plate to eat at one time. There's such a thing called food combining. And there's certain things when you put foods together don't do well in the body for digestion. Things like melons. You're really not supposed to eat anything other than melon when you eat any of the melon varieties. They're supposed to be eaten by themselves. They're very difficult to digest. And there's a whole lot of nutrients in there that compete with other things and is not good. The standard diet in the first world areas are basically everything goes. Just do whatever you want. And they say, well, just balance it out. So only have one can of pop today and and uh, I'll only have some potato chips. I'll just have one cookie. That all accumulates. That's one a day of each of those over seven days over your whole life that's going to accumulate and cause problems. 
you may not see those problems until later. You could see them right away. Oh, it's just one night of drinking. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just. Well, it's just pain. It's just inflammation. It's just cancer. It's just heart disease. It's just death. And it's just dementia, which, by the way, are completely driven by carbohydrates. Insulin is such a driving factor to your health that you can control it with your diet very easily. You absolutely do not need carbohydrates for any physiological purpose from your food. Your body will make sugar if it needs it and only enough when it needs it. Very, very few people can't do that. It's extremely small amount of the population. Technically, if you're diabetic of any kind or metabolically challenged, you should be on a keto or zero carb diet. You will feel better. You don't have to worry about insulin. You don't have to worry about injections and medications and all this other jazz. It's gone. It's, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to monitor anything. Stop consuming it. You don't need it. There's a reason why they're called ketogenic diets. Because they run on ketones. They don't need sugar from your food. Not to mention that if you're eating the standard diet, fried foods, frozen meals, things in bags... You know, I used to say a long time ago, I'm a little different now, but I used to say a long time ago that when you go to the grocery store, you should purchase things from the outer edges. Never go down the aisles unless you wanted to get like olive oil or something. Otherwise, the aisles are where they want you to be. They want to sell you everything. Its aisles are mostly all plant foods or based on plant foods. Around the outside is most of the fresh or more nutritive foods. If you believe in fruits and vegetables, then you, you got your, your whole fruits and vegetables area, and then you get into your meats, and you got dairy. And notice how all grocery stores are set up the same way. Why do you think that is? Why don't they put all of those other things in the middle? They'll throw the frozen section in the middle. Why? Well, you see, Eric, they need electricity and sinks and all kinds of stuff for the fresher foods, and they don't need it for the frozen goods. They're just well, they still have to have electricity brought to the center of the room. They could have those all around the outside. Grocery stores are set up in a way to make money. They're not set up in a way for your health. They're, not, they're just not. How about the cost of diets? Different eating programs. Food generally is just expensive. That's just the way it is. So when you hear the excuse, well, I just can't afford to eat like that. Have you really sat down and figured that out? Because most people in the first world, they are buying very expensive food. They're buying pre-made foods. Well, you had to pay somebody to make that stuff. What about fast food? Fast food is expensive. I don't care what anybody says. There's no real food in it, and you're paying for that, so you're basically paying for nothing. But diet programs or eating programs can be expensive if you don't know how to do it right. You need to learn how to buy things that are more nutritious and go with those things. I know it takes time. I know it's difficult, but your health will be better for it. You're wasting your money on cookies and pop and made meals, pre-made, pre-packaged meals. If you can't make food for yourself, then you need to learn how to cook. You don't have to learn to be a chef. You learn how to cook things. 
Diet is the most overlooked health changer there is. What you put into your body determines your health. So therefore, if you put things into your body that are good for your body, you will be healthier. You will feel better. Isn't that what everybody wants? Why would you put things in your body that are unhealthy and then complain that you're unhealthy? It's your fault. Now, if you just want to go out in a blaze of glory and eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want, that's your choice. Knock yourself out. You're not going to live very long and you're going to hurt. You will reap what you sow. Some people can eat whatever they want and never seem to get sick. Well, guess what? Everyone dies. Very, very few people can eat what they want and not have any repercussions. It's very, very few people. Some of those people don't tell you what's really wrong with them either. You just think that they can eat whatever they want. That person's thin, they can eat whatever they want and they never gain weight. Well, that's that ectomorph body type I was telling you about. Doesn't mean that because they're thin, they're healthy. It doesn't mean that because a person is muscular that they're healthy. Bodybuilders are some of the unhealthiest people there are. But looks are not an indication of health. The reality of diet or eating plans is you are taking living or once living foods and putting it into your living body. Those should match up better. And so foods that are not natural, that don't occur in nature, are completely man-made. You are not a robot. You're not a man-made body. And so you need foods from living sources to go into a living body. And the better those sources, the better you will feel. We will go over more of these in the future with a little more detail. And listen, I don't care what you want to eat for a diet plan. If you want to go lion diet or standard diet, that's your call. There are ways to do all of those in a healthier way. You just need to learn what those are. So that's it for today. All right, take care. This is another foundational episode. I hope you found that interesting. I'm just touching the surface in these beginning podcasts just to kind of give an overview. And then later, we'll really dive in. I'm going to keep them simple because that's the whole point is I want you to have fun with this and see this in your mind's eye. I want you to understand your body and what it takes to be healthy and feel good. It's easy to throw out a whole bunch of nerdy mumbo jumbo and long words, crazy sentences and molecules and all this stuff. I think that's fun in its own way for people like me who care about things like that. But for the majority of people, you just want to know basically how things work. This is what I want to do for you. I want you to see yourself, your body, who you are and get excited about it and know how to heal yourself and feel good. That's what this whole thing is about. I want to give you the reality of your health. What's real? How to know what's real? By giving you the foundation, then you'll know in the future, does this of what I heard correlate with what Eric was talking about in episode one through whatever? If it doesn't, then I would say you really should think about it. Those are fringe things. But if you can back those things up with real life scenarios and wow, wait till I give you some real life 
scenarios. It's going to blow your mind. But they're all rooted in, okay, let's say it, science. But it's anecdotal as well. It's people's testimonies. You're going to be amazed in the things that you hear. How is it possible? How did these people get healed? It's amazing. Sometimes they didn't do anything, just got healed. Other times they did the diligent effort and got healed. Everything in between. Let's keep this something that's understandable, something that you can learn from in the future and stay with and have a good idea. Cares if it's 5-hydroxyestradiol. Who cares what it's called? Doesn't matter. Those are those sound amazing and oh, he's so smart. He knows what he's talking about with all these great long words. It doesn't matter. I can give you all of that, but it's going to bore you to death and you're not going to understand the bigger picture. Your health is about making progress and getting better. You have other things in your life. This podcast is to help you feel better, understand where you are, where you're going to go in an easy way to understand it. That's the whole point. It's the reality. I'm going to dispel myths in the future. Oh boy, are we going to go after the myths? Whoa, let me tell you, there are many, and I'm not talking just in natural health either. There are many myths that we're going to get into that's going to blow your mind. We're fun stuff, really interesting things, but you'll know strategy and concepts of health, the reality of those, and those will give you the results you're looking for and for the rest of your life. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.